This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler, and happy Friday to you. This is the show where I read articles from some of the sharpest minds in real estate investing. If you want to hear interviews with some of the authors of these articles, check out the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Brandon Turner and David Green. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Did we reach the end of rate hikes? What happened in the most recent Federal Reserve meeting? By Allie J. Yale. The big news to come out of Federal Open Market Committee meeting was the group's choice to forego another rate hike. Yay. Previously, the central bank had increased interest rates at every meeting since March 2022. Ten rate hikes in total. The June decision marks the Fed's first rate pause in over a year. So Fed Chair Jerome Powell revealed as much in his post-meeting briefing with reporters. He also delved into key real estate topics, including the impacts of a potential commercial real estate crash and a housing market bottom. Let's take a look at the takeaways. 
First, commercial real estate. We've been talking a lot about this recently. You can take a look at our archives and previous podcasts. But Powell and company are apparently taking a possible crash in CRE very seriously, and particularly the impact, the potential impact rather, that could have on the banking industry. The problem, he says, comes down to the large share of commercial property-backed loans that smaller and more regional banks hold. If CRE owners default on their loans thanks to waning office space demand, vacancies sitting at 13% according to CoStar, yikes! Banks with heavy CRE holdings will feel the burn. In fact, at Signature Bank, which went under back in March, remember, 45% of its loan portfolio was CRE-backed. Should demand for office space continue to weaken, it could lead to more closures in the small bank world. Beyond that sector, though, Powell doesn't really expect a CRE downtrend to have a large systemic impact. We do expect that there will be losses, Powell said. There will be banks that have concentrations, and those banks will experience larger losses. Powell says the Fed is monitoring the situation very closely and will factor CRE performance into its future rate decisions. Currently, though, it seems the potential damage is contained. It feels like something that will be around for some time, as opposed to something that will suddenly hit and work its way to systemic risk, Powell said. That was a terrible impression of him. I'm sure he didn't say it like that at all. Anyway, let's take a look at that housing market bottom. Powell also touched on the housing market in his comments, nodding specifically to just how interest-sensitive the industry is, you think, and how that might impact the market moving forward. While the Fed's rate hikes don't directly impact long-term mortgage rates, they do tend to move in a similar direction. And since the Fed began increasing its rate last March, 30-year mortgage rates have climbed from 3.89% to the 6.7% they sit at today, according to Freddie Mac. So activity in the housing sector remains weak, largely reflecting higher mortgage rates, Powell said. It's the first place, really, or one of the first places, that's either helped by lower rates or is held back by higher rates. And we certainly saw that over the course of the last year. He's right. Demand retreated on the backs of higher mortgage rates, and sales and prices both fell steadily for months. That seemed to turn the corner early this year, though, when prices began climbing, albeit only slightly, according to the Case-Shiller Index. Powell says this might be a sign that we've hit and already started to recover from the market's bottom. Will it be a fast recovery? Eh, probably not, eh, at least until mortgage rates turn around. We now see housing putting in a bottom and maybe moving up a little bit, he said. I do think we'll see rents and house prices filtering into housing services inflation, and I don't see them coming up quickly. I see them wandering around at a low level. Let's look ahead, shall we? Let's get out the old crystal ball. Blow the dust off of it here. It's been sitting in the attic a while. This month's Fed meeting shouldn't be taken as a sign that the bank is done raising rates, though. While its moves have brought inflation down slightly, we're still not at the 2% level that they're looking for. Will we ever get there? I don't, I don't know. And per the FOMC's newest projection materials, the majority of FOMC members expect at least two more 25-point rate hikes this year. The Fed will meet three more times, September, October, and December. 
The CME Group's FedWatch tool currently has the chance of another rate bump of 74% for its next meeting. There you have it. Another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily in the books. Interested in taking your learning to the next level? Register for a free webinar. They're live, they're free, and we do them every week. Sign up at biggerpockets.com webinar. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.